We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. Good morning, I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And I'm Pastor Jolly John Lekumski, presently residing in the frozen tundra of Northfield, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> still? Even still? Well, oh my goodness. No, it's, it's, Matt, I, I, I tell you what, uh, I can understand why people would want to live here in the summer. We've been having in the 70s. Oh, uh, just sunshine, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, We've been out riding our bikes almost every day. Uh, uh, and I'm beginning to understand why people would be willing to put up with the negative 20-degree weather in the, the winter. There are some wonderful things here uh, in Northfield. Uh, we, we talked about the mini donuts. You yes. Know? I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. Reason Although, enough honestly, to move. You know, I could come back to St. Louis and get a regular donut. Well, that's so I, true. I, I, I don't know if that's enough just, to move a person just, to, to yeah, yeah. Yeah, I cut it up in little pieces or something. <laughs> well, that's true. Pretend it's pretend. a mini one. <laughs> I mean, negative 20 degrees are, are a donut, you know. Yeah. Of course, there's the giant cheese curds, although, as I said, I was disappointed in that because I'm thinking something at least the size of a softball, right? You would think so. That In my <laughs> book, that's giant. Yeah, but they, they're kind of a little less than a golf ball. But I found it out. To, I, and I'm so glad because I know you're coming to Minnesota. That's right. I'm so glad I have this for you because I now know why people would spend all year in Minnesota. Do, do you know what a flight is, Matt? Do you know flight? what a flight is? Like a yeah, flight? Yeah, in terms of food. You can get a flight drinks. of drinks, right? Like a flight of beers, perhaps. Well, well, explain to people what a flight of beers is. Well, if you can, if you want to, just a small taste of different kinds, they'll they'll give you a flight of beer. Yeah. Right. Guess what? They have flights up here in Minnesota, Matt. You're gonna love this. <laughs> I I've can never only imagine, John. <laughs> You're not gonna find this in St. Louis, I'm sure. They have flights of bacon. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You're packing your bags even as I speak, aren't you? <laughs> Reason right. enough to move the family to Minnesota. <laughs> you got the honey maple bacon. You got the hickory smoked bacon. You got the, the cured bacon. And it's all there. And you get wow. a bit of each one of them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so when you come up here, be sure and ask for the flight of bacon. Again, that'll keep you warm in the winter months, too. You have an extra... Well, I think that's the thing. Yeah. You put on an extra layer, if you know what I mean, for those winter months. Right. And bacon will do it for you, as well as the cheese curds and the mini donuts. And the mini donuts. So what are we uh, doing Chad. today, Matt? What are we doing? Well, I'm, I, I'm glad to be able to keep people in, in step with the, the wonderful food opportunities that is great. here yeah. in Northfield. I, meanwhile, here in St. Louis, we have, according to uh, the news, we have had a rainy weekend Every weekend since Easter. Oh so. <laughs> wow. And we don't need the rain around here, but 
Anyway, I'll spare you my other woes and let you know what the temperature's been in the 90s and high humidity. Oh, yeah. 70 degrees yeah. up there. See, I know that. That's the one thing that yeah. does make me well, smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, like you said, I'll be up there for uh, the LCMS National Youth Gathering, and that uh, be. Uh, well, I, as we record, actually, it already happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when people right. are going to be the hearing wonders this, of, of radio. Know, the yeah, time warp yeah. of radio. But uh, anyway, I am preparing to go up there, and uh, yeah, we'll you know we'll, we'll be in close proximity. So that's that's exciting. Well, I tell you what, you'll find the many donuts because they're all over the place. You might have to look, but they're out there. The flight of bacon is out there. All right, we'll keep but, our eyes but, open. Now we know to look. Where are we at? Where are we at? We're doing Second Timothy. Yes. And, and, and where do you want to start today, Matt? Okay. All right, now, there's no time We are going to start with uh, <laughs> the, we're finishing up the first chapter here because we had kind of a, a longer introduction, and, and rightly so, because you really need to know the context for this book as Paul, again, is writing from prison, which we'll see again in just a little bit, uh, another emphasis of that, uh, in prison for the sake of the gospel. And so he writes to, as he calls him, his son, Timothy, that spiritual son, uh, young pastor Timothy, who's serving in Ephesus, and Paul's just pouring his heart out, really, to him, and, and really might be Paul's final letter. And I think Paul knows it. Uh, he knows the end is coming soon under Emperor Nero, uh, who was just rotten to Christians and killed and murdered and martyred. And uh, Paul knows it. So he wants to get these final words across to his friend and brother in Christ and son of the faith, uh, Timothy. All right, so we're going to pick up with uh, Tim- 2 Timothy chapter 1. And uh, why don't we pick up with verse 15? All right, we'll, we'll wrap up chapter 1. Uh, you are aware that all who are in Asia turned away from me, among whom are <laughs> Figlas and Hermogenes. Uh, I, I hope I didn't offend them. <laughs> all the Figlas is out there. I hope I didn't offend you by mispronouncing your name. May the Lord grant mercy to the household of Agnes for us. You should have read this. I know. For, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he arrived in Rome, he searched for me earnestly and found me. May the Lord grant him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you well know all the service he rendered at Ephesus. So, you know these guys, Matt? Well, sure. You don't remember all the times Vigilius and Hermogenes have been mentioned in the scriptures? No, I've never heard of them before, nor yeah. Onesphorus either. Yeah, so me neither. Yeah. So this is the only time these these individuals are mentioned. So don't feel bad, John, because okay. this, is, this is it. Uh, and they're mentioned in not a very good light, at least those first two names, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, They turned away from me. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and... Again, what had Paul been through? Everything that he had been through, his arrest and everything else. You know, maybe we could see why someone might turn away. You know, because maybe they don't want to be arrested. Maybe they're looking out well, for their own skin. We we really don't get the details in this one. But that that seems to be the point because the man he praises, Oniphorus, was not ashamed of my chains. So you're right. It does seem to be a concern for, uh, and that happens in times of persecution. That that's nothing new. Often Christians uh, turn away in, in the time of trial and persecution. Well, that's right. And then uh, the early church really struggled with that. What do you do then? What do you do to yeah, someone who yeah. maybe denied the faith and then says, "Well, now that the persecution's over, now that now that it's safe, now now I'll return to the church." Uh, these lapsed Christians, you might call them, as the early church did. What do you do? How do you handle that? And and certainly, through repentance and faith, there's forgiveness. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, in this context, it seems as though Paul just sort of writes these guys off those first two names. Well, you, you might say that, Matt. Except you know, I read ahead. I'm sorry. Was that cheating? <laughs> no, no. 
That's good. That's encouraged, John. And then Shepard does seem to make an appeal that, well, yeah, if if there's repentance, of course, you can't just come waltzing in. Uh, I, I think you hit it right on the head there. You you can't leave the church because of persecution, and then when things get easier, just say, oh, I'm I'm back in. There probably needs to be a a recognition that you should have remained faithful regardless. Well, but whatever, we'll, we'll see yeah. as we continue reading well, the letter. The other thing to point out, too, so we've got these two people he mentions by name, but we don't want to pick on just them because who else turned away from him in all, verse 15? All in Asia. Yeah, says, all in Asia. Struck me, yeah. Whoa. So there was a pretty big segment of people that seemed to have turned away from Paul. And again, like you pointed out, he he strongly implies it's because of the persecution he was facing, uh, because of his change. Perhaps they were ashamed of Paul's chains yeah. and decided you know, to turn away. Boy, which is which is sad. But I, I think this also kind of speaks to to one of those teachings that that's out there in common among Christians is that idea of you know once saved always saved. This idea that perhaps you 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 once you're once you're a Christian once you're in you can't turn away you can't lose that faith you know no matter what. Uh, and this seems to be one of the number of places in the scriptures where Paul says, well, yeah, yeah, you can turn away. You can reject the faith, um, turn away from not just Paul in this case, but but even from Christ. And I think uh, that's something we need to guard against as Christians then. <laughs> and the best way to do that is, well, by doing what we're doing right now, being in the word, uh, to study God's word, to be in that word, to be uh, strengthened through that word and that spirit so that we can stay firm in the faith and not uh, not turn away from Paul's words and the words of, of God himself. You know, Matt, we, we love to drive in the ditches, don't we? Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. you got to go take your car to the mechanic <laughs> and get it fixed. So so you got the ditch on the one side that says, once saved, always saved, so it doesn't matter. And you're right. Paul says, no, you can fall away. That is a real possibility. It happened to these two men who I can name to you. But then again, the other ditch is what you mentioned, because the church wanted to say, well, okay, you, you left the church, you're out, you're done, forget it, you can never come back. Well, that's the ditch on the other side, because obviously there can always be repentance. In fact, that's the beauty of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ who died for our sins. If we want that forgiveness, if we repent of our sins, it, it's always there. It doesn't go away. Uh, we can reject it, which which you are affirming and Paul's affirming here. But but it's always present there for those who want it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really well put to avoid the two ditches. And we do that by repentance and faith. That's right. that's, that's in the both way, cases. Right? In both, in both cases. cases. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, this other uh, this other guy you mentioned by name, uh, Onesphorus, right? Uh, Paul yeah. commends him, uh, refresh me and was not ashamed of my chains. I think that's interesting, that word refresh. You know, what does Paul mean by that? Oh, I don't know. What does he mean, man? Well, I, I'm thinking it has a double meaning, okay? Okay. So he's in prison, he's in chains, he's perhaps in a dungeon there in Rome. So I, I think this individual, this this brother in Christ may have literally refreshed Paul, <laughs> you know, ah. at, at that time, prisoners so often depended upon uh, the charity of others, family and friends that would literally bring food and provisions and water and, and things needed necessities to the prisoners. So I'm thinking perhaps this individual literally refreshed Paul uh, so that he could survive there in prison. But I think also spiritually, too, uh, that his his encouragement, his presence, his even uh, uh, seeking out of Paul, it seems, um, searching earnestly for him and then finally finding him, uh, that encourages and I'm sure refreshes Paul, too, to know that this individual cares for him, loves him, and and really is a a representation of the broader Christian community that, that cares for Paul and hasn't forgotten about him. 
And and it is interesting that in that the Greek word there, I just looked it up, uh, it, it does have the word for the spirit or the soul, CK. Oh, uh-huh, very good. As in there. But but you're right, that can have two senses. It could have the sense of the the, the life here, or it could have the sense of the the uh, spiritual life. So I, I think I think you're absolutely right. And that's of course how it should be, right? Uh, we just lay a, what what did James say? Not that I love James, but you know, James says you can't just lay your hand on a brother and say, bless you. If he's hungry, you need to feed him. You need to do something for him in that respect, which I'm thinking, isn't that cool? So, so he realizes that by going to prison, he might risk his own imprisonment, right? And yet yes. he does that. He does that. that. That's really great. That is bold. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to try to pronounce his name right at least once here. Okay. Uh, uh, Unciferous. Okay. I think I'm oh, getting uh, yes. close. Yeah, but but Paul even gives sort of the special blessing to him. He says, may the Lord grant him to, to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And in my translation, day is even capitalized. So that day being the day of of Christ's judgment. return, right? The day yeah, of judgment, yeah. yeah. So God, may God find give him mercy. And, you know, I can't help but think back to Jesus' description of that day in Matthew 25, right? Oh, yeah. So yep, you yeah. have that, the sheep. I was hungry. Who, yeah. Yeah, and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. That's where you're running, isn't it? Exactly. Was, yeah. You know, I was in prison. You visited me, you know, all oh, of those yeah. things. And that's exactly what this 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 person has done for Paul. He, he's, he's fed him, perhaps even clothed him. Uh, he's visited him in prison. And as he does that for Paul, uh, he just does it also for, for Jesus Christ. He does it in Christ's name. So uh, I, I think that's kind of neat. You hear you have this concrete example of someone, a Christian, actually living out exactly what Jesus taught about uh, in Matthew 25 and in, uh, in his description of that last day. And that is a neat connection, Matt. I had not thought about that right. I was in prison and you visited me. But you know what's also cool? He says, may the Lord grant him to find mercy from the Lord. So it wasn't like that act was going to gain him that place uh, on the right hand and in the uh, inheritance prepared before the ages. But no, no, it is the fruit of the mercy that God has shown him. It's still all about the Lord's mercy. Uh, and from that mercy, we have this really wonderful, good work coming from this. How did you say it again? Uh, un... How did you pronounce <laughs> oh, it? Oh, you're going to make me do it again? Yeah, uh, sure. Unciferous, I would say. Unciferous. Okay. Unciferous, okay. <laughs> but I, I think that's, I think what you just shared is a fantastic insight, though. It's, it's not, you know, may God give you a pat on the back on that day, or may God give you <laughs> real kudos or on that day. <laughs> Because you're such thumbs a great up. person, a big thumbs up of gold star. No, he says, may God give you mercy. You know, even still, yeah. unciferous, uh, uh, the only way he's going to, you know, uh, rejoice on that day uh, in Jesus' presence is if he's shown mercy by that same Savior of Paul and of uh, unciferous. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so some Beautiful. really, you know, on the surface, you know, it seems like, oh, well, Paul's just mentioning people. And we don't, we are just names that we're not familiar with. But I think some neat insights in those passages. And I think, you know, when Paul uses those specific names, I think it comes alive for us, but even more so for Timothy. I mean, Timothy probably knew some of these people uh, by name and face their faces and, and you know, that special personal uh, meaning and, and tenor of this letter, I think, is just remarkable, too, as we read on. And, and, and see, thank you for making that point, Matt, because that's what I love about these names, is it, it reminds us this is not just some thesis that Paul is writing. This is all real life. 
he really is in prison. He really is facing death. And there's people around him who in various degrees have either helped or perhaps they have hindered him. And it's the same thing you and I, there are people right now that you and I would pray that God would give them mercy for the kindnesses they've shown us. And there's other people that we are concerned about too. And, and I don't think we'd write them off, but we would pray, oh Lord, please bring them to repentance as we'll hear in this uh, chapter two of second uh, Timothy. Amen. And, it, and it's the Lord who does that to brings them to repentance. Cause you know, I think sometimes we think, well, if I could just explain the gospel better, or be more eloquent. Well then, well then, you know, that, 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 that brother of mine or that sister or whoever it might be, then they would have stayed in the church. Then, then they, they wouldn't be straying away. But, but here's Paul. I mean, here's Paul, the apostle, and he shared the gospel, it appears, with these people, and they've still strayed away from the faith, it seems. And so if that can happen to Paul and, and his teaching, certainly it could happen to those that we interact with. But like you said, we, we, we pray for them, and we commit them into God's care, and we know they're not beyond the, the reach of the Lord and His work, the work of the Holy Spirit. So you know, it's not a trust in us to to convert them or bring them back, uh, but it's it's the work of the Lord ultimately, whether it's us or Paul, uh, who's thinking of those folks. Matt, I tell you what, you, you, the Holy Spirit, he is working in you. I, I was looking back on Acts 19.10, yeah. uh, where it says, this continued for two years. So for two years, Paul preached to all the residents of Asia, and they heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And, and, and now we hear that after those two years, all in Asia turned away from me, he says. Yeah. Um, and, and I appreciate that because you're right, Matt. I've got people in my life that I really love and care for. And I'm wondering, why are they not more faithful? Why are they not coming with me to church on a Sunday morning? And it weighs you down. It weighs you down. But thank you for reminding. It's never about me. It's never about how well I might have uh, spoken the gospel to them. Certainly, I need to love and care for them. Uh, if I haven't done that, well, then then I do need to fall on my knees in repentance because, no, we're supposed to love the neighbor. But you're right. The, the, the giving of faith, that's uh, done by the Holy Spirit where and when it pleases uh, him, uh, not necessarily where it pleases us. And I always found comfort in the fact, though, as experiencing this in my 40 years of ministry, sometimes we don't get to see those people come back to faith. Mm, uh, mm -hmm. You know, Paul talks about these two people, uh, Figulus and Hermogenes. I don't know why I even wanted to try to pronounce them again, but but we don't know. Maybe when we get to heaven, there will be Figulus and Hermogenes will be there. Maybe they came to faith. Maybe they would read this letter that Paul wrote, and that would bring them to shame, and they would repent. So so don't give up on anybody, right, Matt? Don't give up. We just keep praying to the Lord for them. And who knows what the Lord's going to do in his time and his place. Certainly, there were people that would have written off Paul, wouldn't they? They would have written off Saul, I should say. Yeah. Uh, and yet the Lord uh, brought him to faith. Yeah. Words of comfort for each one of us, because I don't think there's a, a person who doesn't have a family member or a close no. friend where this, where, where this isn't the case. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. So you're ready to go on with yeah, chapter let's, two? Yeah, let's go on. Let's uh, press on chapter two. Let's, let's read verses one and two for now. How about that? All we'll right. get started. You then, my child, and is that technon again? Yes, it is. So again, it's his literal child, just like you would call Noah uh, your child. Isn't that beautiful? Josh, yeah. my child, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. 
Yeah, so uh, I think in these verses, Paul's giving Timothy a, a specific job to do, a specific yeah. job to do as as pastor there in Ephesus. And what what's the specific job that Timothy has to do? Well, it's interesting because I think, as you said, Paul's in prison, Paul's ready yeah. to die, and Paul recognizes that's going to happen to Timothy too. Yeah. So, Tim, here's your responsibility. you got to see that there's other faithful men who will take this that I have given to you and they will then go on and teach it to others. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that Paul even has in mind pastors in particular, overseers, yes. pastors like you and Timothy. Me. Yeah, we yeah. got that. Isn't we that kind of cool? You know, Timothy. yeah, there's this and long line of pastors. Yeah. Not that it's this continuous line, right, direct from Timothy, but no. this long line of pastors over the years who have shared the same gospel uh, generation after generation after generation. And I think it's kind of interesting, too, as as Paul commissions Timothy to do this, to raise up more pastors, he kind of has three things to, to look at, kind of three requirements um, there in verse 2. All right. Number one, Matt, it is? Faithful, right? All right. Okay. Faithful. Okay. Trust you, faithful ones. So people who are in the faith, right? Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Right. Faithful to the Lord, faithful to God's word. All right, faithful. And then the, the next one I think we don't want to overlook. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Go wait. ahead. Because So we're not looking for hypocrites. We're not looking for people that are just in it for the money. And whenever there's going to be a crisis or trial or persecution, they're going to run away. We're looking for people who really... Uh, are, are men of faith. All right, that's number yep. one. Number two. Ma- number two. It might be obvious, but the word right after faithful is the word men. <laughs> men. So <laughs> I think it at least apl- <laughs> implies, well, yeah, men, you know, as, as yeah, we're looking yeah. for those overseers. Uh, yeah, yeah, to, to look for men in particular. And Paul speaks to that other places too. Uh, Although, you know, I, I'm not I'm not arguing with you. I agree with you. And, and elsewhere, Paul is very explicit that that's the normal sure. way of doing things. But I would point out that we had the grandmother and the mother before. So that doesn't exclude women from being part of this process of bringing the faith. But in a formal way, you're right. In the formal way, the pastors know it is entrusted to yeah. faithful men. All right. Most number- definitely. Yep. And then, are you, okay, go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say number three, but you're not done with number two. <laughs> no, no, so no, you got it. You got it. Okay, number three. They're able, three. able to <laughs> teach. teach, teach others. Teach. Yes, so, yes. and again, Paul, when he lists requirements for pastors and other places, able to teach comes up multiple times. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, again, able to teach and, and teaching there, I think, more in, in it says teaching others. So, more in kind of this public teaching and this public yes. preaching. Yeah. So, it's, it, yes, there's teaching that goes on in the home, and you have moms and grandmas and everyone like that. Yeah, they're needed, they're necessary, they're, they're a blessing. But in this context, this uh, these faithful men who are called to teach, um, uh, I think more specifically as pastors in this role, overseers, um, these are the requirements, some of the requirements that, that in this very short list, uh, Paul lists off. Uh, people to keep an eye on, people to encourage, uh, as Timothy does so, to raise up those future leaders. Well, and I think don't you see, when he says at the end, who will be able to teach others also, yes. I think is drawing that connection to Timothy and to Paul, but what drives them all together is that they have this grace of Jesus Christ that he mentions right away there in verse one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, and you know, with we only have about uh, what about uh, thirty seconds left, I guess, uh, okay. in our time together. But I think one of the things as we we wrap up today is this an encouragement for our listeners to do the same thing as as Paul's commissioning Timothy to do is yeah to, to to encourage future leaders in the church men and women who can 
who can teach, who can lead, who can serve in various offices in the church uh, because it's needed. Uh, we still need those workers for the harvest field and still those people who are apt to teach, who are able to faithfully share the word. Uh, it's needed. People still need to hear the word today just as much as ever, and even more so perhaps as the, the day approaches. So uh, just an encouragement to, to keep that in mind. And for all of those who have been given that vocation, to not get frustrated if people don't always listen and respond the way we want. Just trust it to the Lord and His grace and mercy, and all things will be accomplished. All right. Very good. And we invite you to join us next week for another episode of Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics.